uh, remember that I want to talk to you today about healing. And um, our God is, there may be COVID, but our God is greater than COVID, and COVID does not sit on the throne. Can I get a witness from somebody? Our God is great, and he's still the healer, and he's still in the healing business. This is the second message in a uh, series called Bless the Lord from Psalm 103. So if you have your Bibles, turn to the, the 103rd Psalm. I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible, verses 1 through 5. If you arrive at the destination, say, I love the word. If you're not there and you need another minute, say, hold on. Okay. All right, very good. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with the good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Everybody together on the count of three, I want to hear you say, I love the word. One, two, on the count of three. One, two, two and a half. Three. Yes, amen. Praise God. There's a statement by a, a concentration camp survivor. His name was Victor Frankel. He said a statement that I find pretty profound. Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, to choose one's attitude in given, any given set of circumstances. Now, from the source, a concentration camp survivor, to be able to say everything can be taken from a man but one thing, his ability to choose his attitude, that's a pretty profound statement. One of the things that I talked about last week in just a very quick review is what's bigger than our circumstances is our ability to choose how we're going to respond to our circumstances and what we're going to do about it, how we're going to feel about it. I challenged all of us to take responsibility for our attitude that we have because our attitude in life really is determined by the choice to rejoice or not. It really is. I know it's one of the things that I say every time you hear me on the phone or you see me on a video, today is the day the Lord has made and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it, make a choice to rejoice. I got a good brother that every now and again sends me a text and says, what are you rejoicing about today? And I appreciate that, David, that you do that because it makes me, takes me away from just saying it as a thing to say to really define why am I rejoicing today, right on? And I think that's important for us. Uh, Psalm, oh, I just read it. Psalm 18, 24. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. If you did not hear last week's message, in, in, in order to catch up with where we're at right now, I encourage you to go to the website and listen to it. I talked about how important it was to uh, focus with thanksgiving on the things that you have in life instead of regretting the things and begrudging the things that you don't have. It's just an attitude. It's a mindset. 
and we need to focus on what the Lord has done for us because it will bring us joy, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's what I talked about last week. Um, and if you're, if, you're, if you're living your life focused on the stuff that you don't have, it will drain your life dry. You can count them. Many of you have been there. You've experienced it. So to be satisfied in life, really, you need to be grateful. You need to have, have an attitude of gratitude, if I can just say the cliche. You need to have an attitude of gratitude about everything. And it doesn't matter whether you're going through good times or bad times. Even in the bad times, you can make a choice to rejoice. Okay, because even then in the very bad times, and we all have bad days, some of us have bad hair days, others of us don't. But anyway, uh, David, amen, praise God, and I won't call out the rest of you, but uh, amen and my brother back there. But we still have, metaphorically, bad hair days, if you will. And guess what? Even in those days, we can make a choice to rejoice, or we can make a choice to have a bad attitude. Either way you look at it, it comes down to a choice. And God is all about choices as well. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, he says, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. Amen. Okay? And so you need to make the right choice. I, I want you to join with me in resisting um, the, the want to about being in the mully grubs about the bad things, the bad day. Because it happens to, oh, man, you know, and then you get all in that spot and it just gets worse and worse and worse. I don't know, I want to make a choice to live like David lived, and I'm going to bless the Lord with all that I am, and I'm never going to, I just, I never want to forget any of his blessings. Because no matter how bad things may be, you've got so many blessings that can outweigh the bad things that you're facing any day of the week. That first one there that we saw in the text was, he forgives me of all my sins. Woo! Am I happy about that? Okay? Uh, you know, I really gave my life back to the Lord as a prodigal son when I was 30 years old. And those first 30 years were, whew, man, they were a mess. And I am so grateful that the Lord has forgiven me of all of my before Christ stuff and all of my since Christ stuff. Come on, somebody. Because none of us are perfect. He forgives all my sins. Verse 3 there, and heals all my diseases. He's taken your sins and he's removed them as far from you as the east is from the west. Will you please grab a hold of that and quit keeping yourself down and kicking yourself because of some past deed? Recognize that if you've brought it to the Lord, John, 1 John 1, 9, if you'll confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And it's having that forgiveness and knowing that you're forgiven that gives you the ability to forgive others. Even what our children's minister, Connie, was talking about this morning. So we need to never lose sight of the fact that he's forgiven all of our sins. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 3. Bless the Lord, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, and do not forget any of his benefits. Who pardons all of your guilt. And here it is, and this is where I want to talk about today for just a few minutes, who heals all your diseases. Can I help you with something? There's no sickness or disease left out of that list. Well, God didn't know about COVID when he wrote that. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. 
He knows the beginning from the end. Okay? And he says, even in the midst of all that, he heals all your diseases. It, notice it didn't say, he's going to heal. He heals. In other words, it, what's this, it's a done deal. And how many know that it, it can be challenging when you are not functioning in full health? And especially if you've had to be sick for a while, then you begin to get down. I don't know, when I get sick and, and it lasts for a while, I just seem to feel sicker. And then eventually I, I get emotionally down and I'm bummed out and I have to fight depression now on top of the physical stuff. And then the next thing you know, because I'm down, I'm not reading my Bible every morning like I ought to and I become spiritually down. And it's just how that's how the enemy attacks us by attacking your body, which will attack your emotions and then attack the spirit as well. And of course, I always say the reverse works beautifully. Stay healthy and strong in the spirit. You will be healthy and strong in your emotions, and that will aid and assist you in being healthy and strong in your body as well. Amen? Amen. And so there's probably been some of you, I would dare say, that you've prayed uh, for your sickness to be healed, and it hasn't happened. Or you've prayed for somebody to be healed, and it hasn't happened. And you ask the question, why is it that some people are healed instantly? And why does this other lucky person over here get to be healed instantly? Why, does, why is it that some people seem to recuperate maybe a little more slowly but over time and they do, better, do get better? But Lord, why is it that some have to deal with their sickness or their infirmity all their life right up until the point they die? Okay, that's, that's a question that is an age-old question. And I don't have the answer to that question. I don't know the answer, but what I do know, this I do know, is that God knows. And by nature, Father God is a healer. Regardless of when I get healed, whether instantly, whether progressively over time, or whether when I leave this earth suit to stand before my God, healing is still mine. Okay? We're in the instant gratification culture. Now! If I don't get it now, then I must, man, nah, he don't love me. Apparently, he's not going to heal me. He healed Sister Big Mouth, but he didn't heal me. We don't have a Sister Big Mouth at our church, just saying. <laughs> Even if you're struggling with some illness in your body, you, you can still make a choice to rejoice and to remember his benefit of healing. Okay. Remember this statement I read in the very beginning came from a concentration camp survivor. There's only one thing that, that man cannot steal from you, and that's your attitude about what you're going through and what you're facing. So whether you receive your healing today or whether you receive it tomorrow or whether you receive your healing in eternity, you can still praise him and be thankful that he's healed all your diseases. Our mindset in this earthen suit is that if it don't happen in my lifetime, then it's not done. Okay? You might say, well, that, well, hello, Lopez, what's the matter with you? But we've already been healed. Just because my body hasn't manifested that healing yet does not negate the fact that he said, Rick, I've healed all of your diseases. 
So if I begin to say, well, I guess he's not going to heal me because I'm still dealing with something, then I now no longer have faith in him as a healer. That's not talking about lying about your situation. I mean, you're, you're hugging the great white throne in the morning and throwing up and coming out both ends and somebody asks how you're doing and you go, oh, I'm doing great. <laughs> you know, I, always, I, I often will say to people, well, the devil's trying to convince my body that it's sick. That's an acceptance of the fact that I'm sick, but I don't call that fact a truth because the truth is in Jesus Christ I'm healed, okay? So you don't deny the facts, you accept the truth. Can you all follow me? All right, so the fact is, you know, over the course of the last two weeks, my back has been a mess. That was just a fact. If you saw me trying to get up and get down and Everything else, you'd, it was a fact. But the truth is, I said, but the truth is, because of what Jesus Christ did at the cross of Calvary, I've already been healed, whether it manifests itself now or tomorrow, or if it waits even until I'm standing before Jesus. That doesn't matter. I'm not going to let it change my attitude. I'm not going to let it change my choice to rejoice. Some of us have got to learn how to rejoice in the midst of our mess instead of just rejoicing when everything's hunky-dory. So when you meet him face-to-face in eternity, you will stand before him completely healed of any and every sickness and malady. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. All these things are gone forever. Can somebody give the Lord a praise in the house? That's already a done deal. The Lord said that not one of his promises have failed, but they've all already been fulfilled. Well, that doesn't make sense if I'm still sick. That's irrelevant. God said it. It's true. That's enough for me. Okay? I keep confessing God's word, keep believing, doing my very best. Hopefully, my body will line up with his word the way that it's supposed to. And even if it doesn't, I'll keep confessing and believing and rejoicing in my Lord. And if I'm on my deathbed and I still got the sickness, I'm going to still be confessing and believing and rejoicing in my Lord. That's what he wants from us. You know how many people have given up on their faith because they didn't get their healing manifested? So even if you're dealing with something in your body, you can praise God that he has healed you of all your diseases. That's the truth. may not be the facts that are being manifested in your body, but it's the truth through the word, and it's the truth spiritually. That's a balance we have to learn to walk. And so you can count on the fact. You can take it to the bank that you have been healed of all of your diseases. So I want to encourage you right now to, by faith, begin to praise God that he heals all your sicknesses instead of giving your sickness so much glory. Yeah, some are riding their sickness like a hobby horse. Okay? Maybe because they've learned they can gain attention by it or or whatever, but we need, to, we need to rejoice that you're healed. Rejoice regardless of how sick you are or what's happening to your body. Rejoice that you're healed. 
That's faith in God. That's believing in those things that have not yet taken place. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Hello? Faith isn't about what you see or feel or experience. Faith is about what you don't see and don't feel and don't experience. So only have faith when you get well. No. No way, man. As President-elect Joe Biden would say, come on, man. I don't know why I said that. So you need to praise him because you know that whether your body has manifested healing or not, you begin to rejoice because you know that it is his will that you have health, that you have healing, and that you have vitality, and that you have well-being. It is not for us to say, why hasn't it happened yet? Okay? So that means that 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 banks your faith on whether it happens or not. Now, I pray that I don't have to deal with back pain and back trouble for the rest of my life in the name of Jesus. Amen? And I lay hands on my back. See, in Jesus' name, I've already been healed. I'm confessing the truth over the fact. Now, would I love for him to just fix this thing right now? Well, of course. But if he doesn't, and it doesn't manifest, am I going to blame him? No. I'm not going to blame him. And for crying out loud, don't get so messed up that you're also going to blame him for the sickness. I know you're doing this to me to make me a better person. I can tell you what, God can do greater things than that. In fact, that would stand in an antithesis to who God is, as his name is the healer, the great physician, to say, well, I'm going to use sickness to... No. No, no. See, Jesus took all of our sickness, all of our sins, all of our infirmity, all of our ailments, all of our maladies, whatever they may be, and he took them to the cross of Calvary. He has given us his health, and the cross of Calvary has secured that for us. You see, if you want to have a focal point for your faith, let your focal point, let your focal point be the finished, hear me, the finished, hear me, the finished work of Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary. Amen? Amen. Scripture teaches us that Jesus, while hanging on the cross, and it says literally, he, knowing that all things have been accomplished, said, I need something to drink. Give me, I'm, I'm thirsty. So they gave him something to drink, and, he, and then what did he say? He said, it is finished. So listen to that Scripture. Jesus, knowing that all things had been accomplished, in other words, everything that he came to do, he did. It was done. Now I can look to my Father in heaven and say, it is finished. You want to have a place to put your object of faith? Let it be in the finished work of Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised 
for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes, hear me, beloved, we are healed. That's present tense. But can you believe it? Can you confess it? Can you have faith in that word even if your body never lines up? Can you? Make a choice to rejoice. You've heard me say this. I've been saying this for years, but I'll keep saying it. It's just the truth of my life. Many of you, I, you, many of you can fill in the blanks. If you were to ask me how am I doing, supernaturally, that's almost 99.9% .9 of the time my response to you asking me how I'm doing, supernaturally. Can I help you with something? There may be many times that I make that confession that my body does not feel supernatural. Hello. But I'm going to keep confessing it because it when I begin to make a choice to rejoice, joy begins to fill up that empty spot and the joy of the Lord is my strength. I get stronger. Just, I'm just like, I wish somebody would ask me how I'm doing today so I can make the confession I'm doing supernaturally. Some of y'all picked that up as well. You need to pick it up some more. I just dare you. I double dog dare you. Next time you go to the convenience store and the, and the cashier says, how you doing? Just say, I'm doing supernaturally. She's going to go on tilt. I'm just saying. It's also a witnessing opportunity. I'm just saying. Let me close. In Jeremiah 17, 4, we hear the cry, heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. And in Jeremiah 30, verse 17, we hear, the, we hear God say, I will restore your health and I will heal all your wounds. James 5.13 tells us about the prayer offered in faith makes a sick person well. God cares about you. He cares about you body, soul, and spirit. Every part of it. He cares, he cares about your body. He cares about your emotions. He cares about how you're doing spiritually. Can I get a witness from somebody? He knows. He cares. We're so wishy-washy sometimes if it don't happen probably something wrong with God so I ask you today do you need God's healing today there's probably some in the room you need God's healing today not tomorrow you need it today my whole point about today, tomorrow, and eternity doesn't negate the fact that you may need it today. You're going to rejoice regardless, but I need it today. Did I not confess over this congregation in the very beginning of our service that, you know, give me this day my daily bread? Whatever you got for me today, Lord, I'm not leaving here with, and I'm not leaving a crumb on the table, Lord. Whatever you got for me today, I'm taking it. I'm, I want it in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen from somebody? So do you need God's healing today? He's not just the God that used to heal in Old Testament times. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He still heals 
Today, his name is Jehovah Rapha, which means I am the Lord, your God, who heals you. Our Lord, who heals. That's one of his, his names that display his character. Hallelujah. He wants us to pray and to believe for our healing. And if you don't get healed, to continue to pray and believe for your healing. And if you carry it for a year, continue to pray and believe for your healing. If you carry it, continue to pray and believe for your healing. Don't ever waffle on that. I don't have the answer why some people get healed right now and why some people have to take the slow recuperating path and why some people don't. I don't have the Only God has the answer for that. But I know that he wants you and I to believe in him and rejoice whether we get it or whether we don't. Because there's only one thing that can't be stolen from a person, and that's their ability to choose what their attitude is going to be. If you can receive it and believe it, would you give the Lord a praise in the house of God? Now, I want to pray for you to be healed today. And so if you've been praying for healing on, on, as it relates to something or you need healing today, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet right now. Okay. Some of you have been praying for this a long time. Some of you may have just gotten sick. Carolyn, do we have any of those uh, prayer cloths back there? Can you bring them to me, please? How many of you have someone in your family who is sick and you would love to see them get healed? Would you stand to your feet, please? Okay. All right. Now, do you know, hear me, beloved, do you know that the same Spirit of God that is in me is the same Spirit of God that is in you? Do you know, saints of God, that the same power that I might have to lay hands on you and heal you is the same power that you have living on the inside of you that you could lay your hand on yourself and receive that same healing? Do you know that? Just bring them up here to me, please. It's fine. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Those of you who aren't familiar with this, Acts chapter 19, verses 11, 12, says that extraordinary miracles took place at the hands of Paul, so much so that they took pieces of cloth, or as some translations would say, napkins from him, and they were given to the sick, and the Bible goes on to say that the diseases were healed, and even the demons fled. Are you hearing me? There is no power in the cloth. It's just woven fabric. There's no power in the oil. It's just a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And so when I dab oil on this, there's still no power in this. But there is power in this. His word is forever settled in heaven. And so I'm going to anoint a few of these and... Uh, Matter of fact, Richard, you can come on back up here and help me. Please. I'll give you the oil. I'm going to just have you anoint. Count how many people are standing and then anoint that many cloths for me. Okay? 
Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to say a prayer together. I'm not going to lay hands on you, but I want you to realize that the same Spirit of God that lives in me lives in you. The same power of God that resides in me resides in you. It's no greater just because I'm a pastor. I'm just fulfilling an office, a ministry office of the Lord. So just, just yeah, don't hand them out yet, brother. I'm sorry. I, did, I wasn't uh, clear enough. I just want you to uh, count how many people are in the room and then anoint every one of them, put a dab of oil on them all and bring them back to me. So, sorry about that. So, here's what I want you to do. I want you to put your hand, if it's not too personal, put your hand on the part of your body that is sick or needs health or healing. So, for example, if it's your shoulder, put your hand on your shoulder, your heart. Uh, If it's somewhere else that's a little too personal, I understand, that's okay. If it's your head, whatever it may be. If you're dealing with a doubt, that's here, right? All right? And we're going to say this prayer together. Are you ready? Put your hand wherever it is. I'm going to put my hand on my back. And we're going to say this prayer together. Here we go. Lord Jesus. Come on, I want to hear you. Lord Jesus. Thank you that you love me. I know that you're not pleased with what this illness is doing to me. I ask in Jesus' name that you would heal me. I thank you for healing me. I thank you for your son, Jesus, who bore all my sins on the cross and by whose stripes I am healed. And by whose stripes I am healed. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, would you make a choice to rejoice? Here, let me have those, brother. Did you get them all? Go ahead and have a seat. Did you get them? Oh, oh here's more right here. Sorry. Go ahead and have a seat. It's all right. I'm going to let you go in a minute. Don't, don't zip up your coats yet. I know. I removed the clock in the back. And I've been a lot more relaxed from up here not having that clock back there, just saying. Some of you, how many are going to watch a football game this afternoon? Yeah, we're talking four hours. You can put up with me for 90 minutes, okay? (laughs) How many of you are going to watch the Masters tournament later on? Am I the only one? All right, that's six hours, just saying, okay? That's six hours. You can put up with me for another five minutes. All right. How many of y'all will give me another five minutes? Can I see a show of hands? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 35, 40, 45. Wow, the church just gave me 50 more minutes. Aren't you happy? No. Uh, we got them all? No, we're working on it. It's all right. Take your time. Because what we're going to, I'm going to have these prayer cloths up here, and I'm going to set them right here in front of this pulpit. And so if you were one that stood, needing that healing today, I want you to come up here and get one of these prayer cloths. Okay? I don't know how to do physical distancing on that, and I don't really care at this moment. My God's the healer. Right on? Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you almost there? It's all right. I'm going to go ahead. Let me have the prayer, prayer team come up, please. And I want the prayer team over here. 
and over there. And if you have uh, something you need prayer for, that's what this team is for. And when I close here in just a minute to dismiss you, if you need prayer for anything, thank you. Thank you. Sorry for the confusion. It was just something at the last minute that I wanted to do. I got the lid to that little oil thing back there, so amen. In fact, here's what I'm going to do. These folks are here to pray with you if you choose. If they, they, are, they are instructed to not just lay hands on you, but to ask if it's okay. Because I have had some for, come forward, and when I've asked them if it's okay, they went, no. They just soon do it six feet apart, and that's okay. Same power of God. Yeah. It isn't like he doesn't have the power to make it from my hand six feet away. Okay? So um, these folks are going to be here to pray for you, whatever it may be. I'm going to stand here with these, and I'm going to hand these out personally. Because I'm going to be praying over them as you come. So if you stood today for one of these cloths, remember, come, I know, listen, there's no power here. Power's in his word that's forever settled in heaven. But this is a great token of faith, something to remind you, remind you, okay? If you have a child that's struggling with nightmares, you should get one of these, put it in the pillowcase. Watch and see what happens power of God. Amen. Stand with me as I send you out blessed. Again, if you need prayer for anything, these folks are going to hang out here just for a few minutes. I'm going to hang out here to give you your prayer clause, those of you who stood for it, because I want to pray about it as you come, and as I see you coming, and just pray over the situation. Can you say amen? I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, and be gracious to you. May his countenance go before you, and may he strengthen you. I call you blessed in the name of Jesus. Peace be unto you. God bless you. Have a great day.